yes! We're back. Another edition, Bigger Talks, IG Live. Chat, and this one today is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be special because, more importantly, you know, you guys, I come on here and I interview people, but this is more going to be like a Q&A, an open discussion, and the guy I have the privilege to bring on is Michael. Michael is an abundance coach. Uh, he's also the owner of New Earth Knowledge page. We're going to talk about shadow work, internal transformation, spiritual spirituality, 5D consciousness, life, struggles, adversity, and it's a miracle season. By the way, get the app, it's miracle season, and get that full metamorphosis transformation. And uh, tune in, join in, listen to this conversation, and uh, if you have questions, send it in the comment section. So I'm going to wait for him to get on here, and we're going to get right into it. I'm excited for this one, because my boy is tapped in, and we're going to talk, and we're going to chat. There he is. Yay, there he is. Eric. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Your energy is contagious, brother. Man, thank you, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being open to this discussion. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, man, I think our journey together has been interesting, you know. I, uh, I think you reached out to me when you was listening to uh, Elizabeth April's podcast. I don't yeah. even know what the podcast was about, but I know I was on it. You reached out. Yeah. Uh, genuine and then we just joined a, a mastermind together and i didn't know you were in it and so the universe just keep aligning us my friend mm -hmm. so we're here man H how's your day it's a small world like it yeah. really is you yeah. know that it's crazy uh my day's good man how are you doing uh for now i'm excited man because i'm ready to get into like this discussion about you know internal transformation shadow work uh yeah. the consciousness the, the planet we live on and so yeah, before we get started like just what is i got a question what is spirituality to you to me so i think that's different for each individual i think in general um your ability to connect to your uh to your feeling of god whatever that is for each individual right and so um for me you know, I was raised in a religion. I no longer subscribe to that based on where my journey has brought, brought me, right? But for me, spirituality is just a label that we use to describe our ability to tap into our soul. Hey! About, right? That's good right there. The ability to tap into our soul. I love that. So when did this journey start for you? You said you, you, like, you grew up in a religion. But where did it all start for you to just kind of wake up and like, I think I got a different perspective on religion, spirituality, and just seeing a different uh, lens from my angle. Yeah, bro. I mean, I want to hear about your, your journey as well related to that. But, um, you know, I was always interested in like urban legends and mysteries. Those things really captivated me when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up Jewish and it wasn't like it was pushed upon me. Um, I had a bar mitzvah when I was 13. Okay. So, like, I went through that, that uh, conditioning process in religion, which resonates for some people, which is great. Like, you should, you should do what makes you feel good within and what makes yeah. you feel right. And it's not that it felt wrong for me. It's just that as I grew and matured into, you know, young adulthood, I started peeking behind the curtain, so to speak, a little bit more. I was in a relationship with a girl at the time who uh, 
she grew up in a haunted house, right? Oh, wow. So that's where I really started to open my eyes to, you know, the more shifting into like a truth seeking type of an energy as opposed yeah. to just like listening to what others were telling me. And that's when it really, really got going. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I think the spiritual realm is such a beautiful realm when you understand it. I think for people who are in a religious aspect, my dad will always say it's not about religion, it's about relationship. Mm -hmm. The relationship in my eyes is with God, with thyself, right? Like how you feel about your internal self. Because the external, you can look good, it, it can appear to be great, but you might not, you might feel empty inside. And so I think having spiritual currency is a new currency for the universe because yes. as we can see, everybody has followers, everyone's making money, um, everyone's a somebody, which is great. But are you really, right? Right. When you look on the outside, do you fit on the inside? So for me as a young young child at like the age of mm, between 13 and 15, I just had this epiphany like, this can't just be life. Like I come from Baltimore City, tough background. You know, yeah. many of my family sold endless drugs. People were getting murdered and killed in the neighborhood. But that was my norm. Mm. But I just knew there was something outside of just selling drugs and playing basketball, right? And I just didn't know what it was. I was just curious. But from there, my mom, my dad, um, they were spiritual, you know, believed in the Bible, Christianity. And like I said, when I was 15 or 16, I remember I would just pray, bro, right? Mm -hmm. But the prayer wasn't like mom, dad, aunt, uncle telling me. It was just like a spirit that was coming over me. Like, and I'll be going to bed at night, like, I got to pray. But it wasn't like, it was like I was moved to pray. And a lot of you, not everything that I prayed for has come to pass in my life. Until this day, I still pray. Uh, I still believe in prayer. Um, it's powerful if you understand the frequency of it. Uh, and I just always been a person of feeling. I can feel energy. I'm an empath. I can see someone and know exactly where they're going through or what, what they got going on. Subconsciously, it's kind of like weird. When I was young, it was intense because I was in the environment I was in. I didn't know how to, to articulate that. But now I'm just kind of like, I'm pretty certain. And um, it's, been my, it's been my anchor, really, uh, you know, spiritual currency. And constantly filling it up and learning and growing and being challenged. So, you know. Yeah, and it's like your recognition of that from a young age, of that internal feeling of, hey, this feels right. Something about this, this, this type of a prayer and this type of an internal connection. This is truth. This is more, more true than anything that I have felt up to this point or that has been shown to me by the world, even my parents. I know for me, like once I discovered this awakening type of a um, trajectory for my life, it felt completely different than anything I'd ever been privy to before. And my eyes had been opened. It felt like to a completely new world. And like you said, you know, sitting in meditation, bro, and being able to connect um, with your thoughts on a level that you have never had access to prior. It's like, once you do that for the first time, all of a sudden, your entire per perception and perspective on life is changed almost instantaneously. And then life becomes about um, uh, finding your, your own connection and your own sense of clarity, right? Yeah, your most authentic self. Because right. the thing is, when you get to that space, that understanding, that inclination, that truth is deeper than human comprehension. It won't yeah. make sense. It's not logical, right? My dad, right. he told me something a few weeks ago. He said, a lot of us have all of the facts, 
and we still don't know the truth, right? Because yeah. facts, you need, you got stats that support the facts. Like this is statistics saying that you were born at this time on this, but the truth has no logic. Mm -hmm. What I feel, us coming together in this, there was no facts to elaborate why we're here. It's just, it's, 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 it's a spiritual divine <laughs> opportunity for us to connect at a higher realm. And I think we're moved in the world we're living in with so much chaos. I feel like the chaos is forcing or pushing people to get into that internal space, to pick up that shadow self, right? Can we talk about a little bit about <clears throat> the shadow work? Because I believe as a kid, for me, my shadow self, I suppressed, right? My pain, uh, my trauma, all because I didn't understand it. And then when I allow it to come up and drip in certain ways, I started realizing like, okay, this is my pain point. These are my patterns, but this is okay, right? Like you can be, you can have your, your dark days or you can have your off days or you can feel different. It's okay to have anger and fear and all these things I was suppressed because of like, no, I don't want to be that way because I want to appear to look and feel this way. Totally. And I start realizing like, no, it's part of yourself. It's your authentic self. So your history and your experience with shadow work, uh, how does that relate to your life and what, how has that benefited you and your coaching practice or just life in general? I think like blame has really been kind of a key theme as I look at the inner work that I've done over the last couple of years. And I mean, I'm not perfect, you know, none among us is. Um, there were things that, especially like I would say in my, my younger 20s before I came into consciousness, um, before I started really consciously embodying the, this light energy. Yeah. Um, that I'm not proud of, you know, like I had, I did things that I'm, I'm, I look at today and I'm like, how did that even happen? I got a DUI in 2015, yeah. right? I, I still look at that after yeah. having lost one of my best friends in high school to that same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I ever get to that point where that happened? And so learning to examine that from an objective, you know, standpoint and, um, forgiving myself for crossing a line that I never thought that I would. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like we change so much as we grow, as the days, the weeks and the years go by. And we look back and we're like, man, like I'm just not that person anymore, but we still have to give ourselves grace for the person that we were as we made those, what we recognize now as mistakes. And so I think for me, it's just been this continuous process, you know, of recognition, um, you know, acceptance for sure. And, oof. and just more like observation, man, like learning as we mature and as we become more conscious by, by examining our life. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, it's so crucial to understand that and know that because I just started a new book I'm reading and it's called Taming the Outer Child. And so in the book, you know, we always talk about inner child work. And so the inner child is the younger you, the innocent you, the one who yearns for love, attention, affection, all the emotional self. The outer child is the, the child that is the actions of those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, yeah, you probably got a DUI, yeah. but maybe that was the outer child and you trying to control what you wanted, even though that dealt, you knew it was wrong. So it's like, we have the inner child, we have the outer child, that's what the book says, and then you have the adult. So the outer child, the outer child is the person who misbehaves, but he knows he's misbehaving. 
Like, oh, I just had two drinks, then I get three more. Or I keep swiping my credit card, right? Knowing you shouldn't do these things. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the outer child. So sometimes for most people, the outer child is really in control of their entire life. Right. And this actions is coming from what the inner child is lacking. Right. So right. if you say something to me and I feel triggered, I might kind of like play it down and laugh and then give my opinion about something. That's because the outer child also protects you. So a lot of us, we just got to forgive ourselves for things we don't know and not aware of because these mis mistakes are lessons as well as their blessings. But even for me, like I thought receiving was bad growing up. Like if you try to give me something, I'm like, no, nah, what you doing? Because I used to think you, was one you had one up on me. Like he was trying to take advantage of me. Then hmm. I spent most of my life not receiving. And then I would give so much. And then when I was home alone by myself, I felt empty. Where throughout my day, it's probably three to four, maybe five people who try to give me something, a ride to work, a bottle of water, um, a compliment that I try to give back. Oh, you, you have really nice energy. Oh, you have nice energy as well. Instead of just saying thank you, right? I, I bottled up all my insecurities and my pain and said, no, don't give me that. And I realized, like, these people are just being authentic about who I am, but I don't see it because I feel unworthy because my emotional abandonment or my trauma. And so once you, you know, Robert Greene talks about the shadow work, the dark side, make it your best friend, right? Make it someone that you get to know and understand. Okay, I understand why the blame or the victim mentality or the people pleasing. That's what I was, a people pleaser for so long, where it comes from. And it's all because you want love, you want affection, you want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to be felt. And so, you used other ways to fill that void and we, you have lives. But I think compassion, like you said, grace and forgiveness. But congratulations, brother, on just doing the work. You know, I think we don't we don't acknowledge that enough because we feel like, no, we owe this to ourselves. But congratulations, man. Especially especially, you know, like man to man, I think like helping to activate other men as well. Just just to throw this in as an aside is is a responsibility that befalls all of us. And so it's great to connect with, with you in this space as well. Yeah, man, because we need each other. Like we can be vulnerable and be masculine and also know we got wounds. We got deep pain sure. that we don't know how to articulate. Or maybe most women don't know we have the pain because we never said anything. Yeah. And it's deep, it's deep in the subconscious, it's deep hidden. We got it tucked away where we can't even get to it. <laughs> we just like, no, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not even gonna look at that. But yo, I'm good. What's up? You need something? Right. The whole time, you're like, no, I want to help you. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Well, I'm really not fine. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And your ability to activate, you know, with just your natural energy and shifting from maybe being within your own head a little bit, yeah. you know, your own inner and outer child, like you were just describing, to now maybe being okay with that, but simultaneously, like, embodying who you really are to then activate a hundred X, a thousand X, you know, a million X other people around you is the most powerful thing we could do. Yeah. And I think that's my intentions every day I wake up is try to be my most authentic self. And sometimes that most authentic person in that moment doesn't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to smile. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I want to be left alone totally. or, you know, people, if I'm not this, People think something's wrong. It's like, no, I'm just zinned out today. And so 
I had to allow myself to be okay with other people not feeling or being okay if I'm not how they anticipate me to be for their benefit, right? Because right. it would bother me that people would get, feel different if I was different in their eyes. And I said, why do I feel different that they feel different? Like, this is my normalcy for the moment. I can stand on this. I don't have to present myself so you can feel safe and comfortable. I'm safe with myself. Mm -hmm. And that's been, that's, been a, that's been a process that's been challenging because when you come from a people-pleasing background or place, you want to please everybody. You want to make sure everybody's fulfilled. And then I, I have to start asking myself, what does Eric want? Mm -hmm. What do I want? Uh, do I want to go to this event? Do I want to do this IG live? Do yeah. I want to take this course? No, I don't. Okay, no doesn't hurt. So I tell all my clients that no does not hurt. You know, save your yeses. If they spin your yeses wisely, right? So it's work in progress, but it's fun to kind of get the information and be open to get feedback, even when it's not healthy and good, because you only can learn from it. So in your, uh, I wanted to ask you, so in your line of work, when you take on um, clients, or when you started getting into the, the space of coaching people, healers, spiritual people, what like triggered that or what sparked that interest for you to do that um, and scale it? Like, what was your perspective on it? Uh, coaching is never something that I had thought about yeah. uh, before, like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Um, and I had my first coach at the time reach out to me and uh, I had no idea what his intentions were, but we ended up hopping on a call and chatting and um, my awareness started to become open to all the ways that, you know, you could really share your activating um, presence and insights with other people and coaching came to the forefront for me, you know, over, over time as one of those, one of those ways that I um, started exploring and working with a little bit, you know, I was, I think I've always been a coach. I just never knew it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 That's good. You know, and just like, I think to be honest, either either you have it or you don't when it comes to yeah. coaching. Like either you have that inherent ability to activate and to transform others and to hold space in the way that is required to truly um, create safety for other people, or you don't. Like it can be nurtured, it can be grown, but I definitely had to grow it. I had to work on it. I'm yeah. still working, nowhere near where I want to be, right? But um, I think once you once you land on what you're here to do. Again, like what we were saying at the beginning of this conversation, you'll know it, you'll feel it, you'll you'll feel again like there's nothing that's ever compared to this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's beautiful because I don't know if you heard of the uh, the great philosopher uh, Stuart Wow. Um, uh, he talks about he had, he got to look this guy. He's so powerful. He talks about he said the best healers in the world are the people who don't know they're even healing people. They yeah. just walk right past you and they heal you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says like the greatest teachers and the greatest people of the world are people who've been on the dark and light side. Like the people who've done the worst and now live in a more balanced life because they have perspectives from both angles. So then they're able to kind of divide where a person is to kind of help them. And it's wisdom. I think my friend was telling me earlier, it's like the best friends to have are troublemakers, right? <laughs> <laughs> because like when they were young and they was kind of create trouble, they also figured out who everybody was by doing it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going I'm to I'm talk stuff to this person. If they say something, I'm going to swing, right? 
And then you realize, like, oh, I can't swing on him. He's going to fight back. And then they get all this wisdom, not thinking, and then they grow up and they become older. They can give you a better perspective because they've been on that side, opposed to someone who's just like, my dad told me years ago, like, it's cool to be spiritual, but don't live so much in the spiritual realm that you forget to kind of be a part of the flesh, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn. He's like, don't try to do good deeds. The deeds are already done. You don't have to go try and be good. It's already done. And so I had to learn the ebb and flow of just allowing myself to be, to not want to go out and have fun, to, you know, to express my feelings in an authentic way or just really be free. I say in order to be me, I must be free. And I think a lot of us, especially with social media, we give out highlight reel or what we want people to see, but people are not putting out who, what's really going on because they feel like they're going to be judged, right? Right. Um, and that's okay until it's not, because then you're not living your best self. Not that you got to give everybody that, but you got to make sure you connect into that inner part of you to grow you. And people can feel that when you speak and when they see you on your platform, right? Exactly. And so, you know, it's beautiful. I, so quick question for you. So obviously, you know, you've made a very deliberate um, choice to leverage your platform for mm -hmm. this you know, this, this higher consciousness, soulful, yeah. activating work. When you look at the journey that you've taken, even from like a geographical perspective, all the way from Baltimore across yeah. the country, like what's, what do you think has been the biggest change that you've seen within yourself as a man over that, over, you know, the last several years? Um, or in I your think, business? I think in general, that's a great question because there's so many things that come up, come to mind. So the first thing that came to mind, I'm going to be very transparent, was to lick my own wounds, right? Mm -hmm. To really look at my wounds and not like, because I think I spent a lot of my life like trying to mask my wounds and like, hey, guys, look at me. And, and, and make people feel like I don't have pain. And then right. I start looking at my wounds like, yeah, you hurt. You, 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 you want love. You, yeah. You're in pain, right? Yeah. Like really like looking at my wounds. And I think I would say, giving myself time because I can lack patience. I want what I want and I want it now. And they, they said in the book about the outer child, they want what they want and they want it their way. Yes. So for me, allowing myself to grow at a pace that's beneficial for the universe. Cosmic timing, not Eric's timing, right? 100%. Then I'm able to see not only the progress, but the process. Mm oh, I remember when I used to do this and do that. And Oh, interesting. Look at my body language. Look at my eye contact. Look at my energy. Why am I dancing so much? What am I nervous about, right? <laughs> so just really enjoy, enduring and enjoying the process, looking at my wounds and being okay with other people not being okay about something I want to do mm -hmm. and really owning that. And I think that's when my life changed, when I made a decision for Eric and not for the group. What does Eric want? And once I discovered that me being selfish is more selfless than, than I think, my life changed. But I thought being selfish was being like disingenuine, you know, conceited, whatever, all the negative stuff that comes with that. And actually for me, it's selfless because I'm a given. I am given. I give all the time. I don't have to give to prove anything, but I felt that in the past. So now that I give that to me. So I can benefit and then everybody can benefit from that that frequency, right? Yes. That's so powerful, Eric. Yeah. I wanna so I wanna make a distinction for 
you know, for everyone listening to like, um, I think word choice is really important in how we create our realities. And a word that you just said was actually both selfish and selfless. Yeah. I think that by reframing the way we speak about ourselves, this is what I found for me. Mm -hmm. um, it makes a world of difference, right? And so I think about sovereignty in the way that I used to think about selfishness. And yeah. so, whereas I used to say, I need to be selfish here, or maybe I feel like I'm being selfish by prioritizing myself, my own wants, needs, and desires over others. Now, I think more of it in terms of like sovereignty, like I'm yeah. going to stand sovereign in my own truth. And that, that what does that mean? Hold on, before we go into yeah. what does that mean? Because that's a great word. I appreciate it. What does it mean? So we can have more context. Bro, it's like um, detachment from okay. results and from gotcha. the opinions or the needs of others. It's sort of this idea of like putting your own oxygen masks on before you can take care of others. Amen. Like the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great because you're right. Language does depict feeling. Also, yeah. I will add that the meaning we give them, right? Because we can give meaning to words that it might not even have that direct meaning because how we perceived it, that meaning creates a feeling that might not be true. And selfish is one of those words, selfless. I think I had someone on my podcast uh, months ago named Gina DeVee. She said, uh, the feminine teaches you how to receive it. Uh, and the masculine, masculine is more like how to give. Yeah. But the way we look at it, like, oh, I'm in my masculine feminine energy, it can kind of be negative, but it's like, no, feminine is just receiving. Mm -hmm. Masculine is just giving. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. If I knew that, because I was so much in my masculine energy, I didn't know how to receive. Mm -hmm. And all I want to do was give. And it's like, no, bro, you're blocking off your, your, your blessings. <laughs> so sovereignty is a great word. And um, thank you for giving us the definition because detachment is so crucial, bro. Mm -hmm. It's so crucial because I used to be so attached to outcomes with right. people, with results, that it took me, it, it stumbled my process of getting the outcome because I was so looking forward to the thing instead of being in a micro space of it, right? The process and enjoying that and letting the outcome be whatever it's supposed to be for the universe, not for me, yes. right? Because if I'm trying to control every outcome, then I'm not appreciating the income that I'm bringing in, meaning that I'm putting in. I'm not getting up at five, reading the books, the meditating, uh, 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 mirror work, uh, whatever, to be my best self. I'm, I'm not really connecting with that because I want to know, I got to get this because of this. And it's, it's not fulfilling because then you'll be like, what's next? You know? 100%. 100%. And we have to tie, I think, we have to tie any goals, uh, any desires that we have, we have to tie it to um helping other people so like i found if i'm setting purely financial goals whether i hit or miss those goals it's like it's fleeting to your point and so i'm trying to reframe really my whole life around impact and instead of a certain number per month or per year it's like how many how many actual people do i want to bring into my business for example um that's going to allow me to help the most people and that is a more lasting fulfilling type of a, an outlook, I think. Yeah, because you, you're, you're being intentional about the intentions mm -hmm. and it's providing more value, not only for you, but for consciousness, right? Yeah. Like every day I wake up and I think to myself when I pray, 
you know, I pray for peace, love, and joy, but for me to add value. Show me ways to add value today. Speak the right words at the right times on the right things with the right people with the right minds. Like, this is my prayer, right, coming through. Because I only want to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to do what I'm not supposed to do because then I'm out of alignment of my soul's mission, right? So if today's the day we're supposed to be on live with you, that's what we're doing, right? Because if I worry about, like, well, how many deals did I bring in a day? Or how many leads do I get? Or how many clients? It's like I'm missing a point. Exactly. The point is not a number. It's a, it's, a, it's a feeling. It's a vibration. It's a frequency. How do I push out this energy that is converting people to tap into their energy so they can become miracles, right? Because right. it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. You know, it's, it's, it's everything we do, we're affecting everybody in the universe, whether we see it or feel it or we don't know it. So you, you, you heard, heard me on a podcast. Who would have known we would have been in the same coaching program? What, six months, a year later? Right, right. <laughs> so thank God for opportunity and platforms to share our knowledge and our wisdom. And, and there was something in you that made you make a decision to reach out. And now we're here. We're, so we're connected. We always was connected. Yes. It's just the, our vortex was putting us to come stronger so we can really connect. So it's powerful, man. Amen. Got some questions? I saw a good comment from Ashley. If I'm so focused on the outcome, I cannot focus on the income, and thus I avoid the now. Mm. So, great point, Ashley. I think what you're really getting at, you know, is, um, you know, how, how can I – how can I create the maximum output and help the most people um, while also hitting my goals and, and not, but not being focused on, on the outcome in a way yeah. that's distracting me from being able to do that. Right. Eric, any thoughts? Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind was surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Let go, let go of attaching to anything because here's the thing, right? Our best times in life, happen when we're not thinking about it right like i remember for me my best basketball games was when i wasn't thinking about what i was going to do mm -hmm. oh i'm about to shoot you I, I just shot the ball you know um i don't know if you saw um goodwill hunting with uh robin williams and uh i think it's matt damon yeah and the girl was asking him at harvard she was like how are you so good at how do you play he was like i just play right meaning that He's not putting no attachment to how he plays. He just is. It's like love. I'm just showing up this way. And whatever comes from this process, I'm happy with that. But if I say, when I come this way, it has to be this, then I'm not getting the best out of it. It's like even with, with dating. Like you go on dating sites and already the connotation of a dating site has a frequency on it, right? So you think everybody you meet, you're supposed to date or you're supposed to hook up with or you're supposed to... Instead of saying like, hold on, this is a person who has a life. Let's see who this person is instead of saying, oh, can we date? Are you my one? It takes us out of building rapport, right? And so it's same like in sales. It's like if everybody I come to, I got to sell to them before I know them, then I'm never going to be able to have them convert into my, my world because I'm coming from that perspective. So I will tell her, Ashley, thanks for commenting. I think just not be attached to no outcome. The only outcome is the income you put in. It's the work. Yeah. Showing up. That's the only that's the only thing you should worry about if you show up every day. And if you show up, God willing, for sure the results are gonna show. 
So it's it's simple, it's just not easy because we're programmed to see tangible things to make our inner feel confident enough to know like, oh, I did this. I Some wins are intangible. Yeah, and like one thing I would add on the back of that too is like, you know, figure out how you can create leverage in your life or in your business. And there's, there's different ways you can create leverage, but what it really comes down to is your ability to scale your value. Um, and the more people you're able to help, um, easier, right, for, for you and more efficiently for you, but on as large of a scale as possible. And, and that could be audience, right? Eric has cultivated a platform with a large audience that allows him to have leverage and the amount of people that he can connect with and his total addressable market, right? I'm bringing this down to earth, really more from a marketing perspective for a second, but like that's gonna help you to, to expedite, you know, what you're able to do. And it could be audience, it could be systems, it could be teams, right? But start thinking smarter, not just with your, with your business, but with your life as well. Yeah, that's a great, I like that tagline. You should, that's just something to go on someone's bio. I help people uh, scale their value. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Yeah, because bro, that's so good. Because here's the thing, on this platform that I'm, I'm speaking from, all of my followers and people come from so many different genres of work, backgrounds. But the reason I'm able to do this is because I'm mastering myself. I'm not mastering a profession. If you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not just, motivating them i'm doing other stuff i'm i'm, I'm allowing my uh, entirety of who i am show up in whatever way the universe wants me to show so if i'm supposed to do tv i'll do tv if i'm supposed to do a podcast i do a podcast if i'm supposed to talk life i'm gonna talk life if i'm supposed to you know you know do the like i'm not putting myself in a box where it's like um i always tell basketball players i'm the former ball player i played at the college level and i'm like basket anybody that plays a profession for a long time they have an identity crisis because what you do is not who you are, right? That basketball goes away, the job goes away, that relationship goes away, God forbid you don't get divorced, now who are you? Mm -hmm. And so my number one thing with all my clients and just people in general, get to the root of who are you? That's where the real value gonna come from because then you can really scale because now you're giving people not just the motivation, you're giving people the vulnerability. Like, yo, look, I went through this, but it looked like I come from this, <laughs> right? Right. And then you're able to add more value because now you can relate more than just one way. So it's, uh, I mean, helping people scale their value, bro. I don't know where that came from. I think you got to take that. I'm, I'm using that tagline. You, you have to. I've never heard it. I'm like, how do you help person scale their value? Like, that's smart. But yeah, you're down to make money anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to like growth, right? And spiritual awakening, uh, what do you think is happening in the universe at large? I think you shared something in the DM yesterday about shadow work. I'll get to that soon, but at large in the world, what do you think is happening to everybody and what's really going on from your deep perspective? So I would say for people that aren't familiar with my page, like just take a look through that. Some of the things you may resonate with, some you may not. Um, like my goal is to kind of paint the picture of what I feel and what I see based on what I've read and learned and researched, you know, over the last three years. Um, I think there's so many different initiatives and things that are happening, like not just on a planetary level, but, you know, on a galactic level and universal level that we're just not privy to um, unless you're able to tap into that frequency and start to extract that data. Right. And so, um, 
you know, I think one of those things is what's happening on the planet right now is kind of reflective of what's happening throughout the galaxy, which is um, there's just a big mix up right now um, based on this larger project from what I've learned is that like negativity is being cleansed systematically throughout our galaxy right now, which is being reflected on this planet as what feels like upheaval, um, craziness and chaos, right? And that's what we see on this level of consciousness because that's where we're, we're at right now. Yeah. So if you don't have the perspective of that expanded view, then all you see is the COVID and the restrictions and the mandates and the vaccines and all of this stuff. Um, you see school shootings and just so much negativity and it's like, why? The world is going to shit. So I think from that perspective, you know, it's hard to argue that point. But if, you, if you're open to looking at things, right, from, from, from a different lenses um, and to say before something can be, can be realigned and cleansed and brought to love, it first has to purge all of the negativity. Mm. I think that's what we're seeing right now happen on the planet. Yeah, because that brings up another question I've been trying to figure out for the last three years. Cause I've been doing a lot of research on just successful people. I mean, I've been doing it most of my life, but this question in particular, and I talked to a, a close family member about it. Yeah. He's pretty successful in his own way. And, you know, even some of my clients, their pain points and stuff they've been through in life has been like, if you see them, you would never know. Right. So my question to you is like, why is it, or maybe it's not a why, but why is it that, or maybe that's how I see it. Why is it that, for a person to be not extremely successful, but have success and have some type of uh, gain financially, materially, or just outwardly, right? Or just in general, why is it that one has to go through some type of pain or chaos or uh, a setback or just, from my research, I've been seeing a pattern that people who are great or who appear to be great, they went through great struggles and adversity. I'm like, why is it like that? Or they have to sacrifice time money energy to get like what, what what do you think like i'm curious to know maybe it's no answer but <laughs> i've been thinking about that a lot wow dude that's such a great question yeah. I, I think a lot of it also crosses over to the spiritual side as well as like before we decide to take this incarnation on this planet what types of agreements what types of uh themes do we want to you know explore once we're inside of the body once we're born um, again, like that's my perspective, but I believe that more mature souls take on harder incarnations. And mm. I think the reason that we choose a lot of these preordained, um, you know, what feel like disadvantageous circumstances from the outside is to allow ourselves to feel the full spectrum of human emotion and experience. And so again, to the soul, um, what may feel hard and traumatic for us, I believe may, may feel more like expansion and growth from that perspective, but it allows us to then have that two-way feedback loop with the soul through which we can then heal and communicate and gain wisdom. And that's really what it comes down to is like, the more you endure and the more of that expanse of human emotion that you can feel, like the better you're gonna be able to, number one, overcome that, and help other people do the same, but just become a more well-rounded individual. Got it. So it's like you have to experience, and this goes back to what you said, language, um, pain, right? Because pain can be traumatizing for some and triggering, or maybe you have to experience some type of challenge or hardship 
you know, adversity to get to the other side of your perspective for your soul to kind of right. live out purpose, right? Exactly. Because to, on my journey, I had to go through, like you said, a mature soul has to go through. I believe I'm an old soul. I've been here before for sure. Um, so there's a lot of things internally that I, that I get downloads on or I get information that comes. I'm like, why am I getting this information? <laughs> if I tell people this, they would not even believe me. They were like, this is wow. This is crazy. But then as I grow older, I'm like, oh, it's important that I have this information for where I'm going and what's about to happen. It's kind of like a foreshadow. But we might see it as like, man, this is so bad. Or like I had to tell a friend two years ago, he lost his dad in COVID. And he was, you know, he was low, you know? And I was like, listen, I get, I get how you're feeling. You're in your grieving space, but just know it's perspective in the pain you're enduring right now. That perspective, that wisdom you get, you're gaining is going to be able to not only grow you and build your character, you're going to be able to help someone else that's in a similar situation. So sometimes the bad is not really bad and the good is not really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it, it, the, the, the good is like, really bad and the bad is somewhat good it's like it's weird to say but it's sometimes the opposite but people don't know and i think that's why tv mass media social media commercials is so enticing to the flesh because that entity or those people they don't have the information on what's on the other side of that right. and then when you get on the other side of that whether it be money fame fortune women dating whatever you get to see like this ain't it. But if you don't have the perspective, you can't really, it's like, I can't really tell some person they shouldn't be chasing something they haven't caught. Right. Because they got to learn their own way. So it's, it's, it's very, you got to live your life and, and figure out what you're here to do. Like you said earlier, I think it's important. Yeah. And like more often than not, you know, this, I mean, perspective doesn't come until you years later much of the time right like with the things that we go through whether the highs of the highs or the lows of the lows sometimes it takes the contrast of that experience or just time to do its work yeah for you to be able to actually appreciate and really gain like a visceral appreciation for what you experienced in the way that it helped to shape you and you're right nothing's really good or bad um even though it seems like it in the moment but with time it's almost like a memory, you know, yeah. you can recall that it happened, but with time, you know, it kind of becomes evened out and you just have this appreciation. Yeah. And I always say, you know, I get this from Tony Robbins. Huh? I don't have no, uh, what did he say? I don't have no expectation. I have appreciation. Right? Yeah. Because that concept for me, reframing, right? Yes. I used to put so much expectation on people or things to be the way I would be or think the way I would think or communicate the way I would communicate. And then that would leave so much disappointment. It's better saying like, you know what? I appreciate this person. I appreciate this moment, even this challenge, even this setback or hardship, because it allowed me to learn something. It allowed me to discern what am I supposed to be going through in this moment and not really come from a place of expectation because then I'm looking for something instead of becoming something. Right. But I always say it's not what we get out of life is what we become. And I think this is why the human experience is so important. We try to avoid doing and being because we're afraid to become. And if you just let yourself go and say, listen, you're going to go through some things, but eventually you're going to become something better than before. 
it, it's beautiful. And that's what my experience being like things I was afraid of. I didn't know anything about. I just jumped in. And I let the universe just adjust me as I adjust it. And things always work in your favor when you when you have uh, appreciation. Yes, I love it. You know. So do you got uh you got anything that you got that you working on or any projects coming out or anything you working on or how people can reach you or you know I don't know if you do any readings or you know. Heads down right now in my coaching business we were we were touching on it earlier. Um, yes really continuing to innovate and iterate on that, thinking about more high leverage, you know, applications of, of my skills and my value. Um, like you mentioned, Eric and I are in the same, the same mastermind program right now. So um, working on elevating and growing through that experience. And then, um, yeah, just working really to, to continue to build and share and create cool content that, that I hope people like. Yeah. Well, you know, they're going to like, cause you like it. Someone told me that someone told me that it's like if you like it, they like it. And if they don't like it, then it's not for them. Is then they're not your tribe, right? Right, right. So I, I've been big on Gary Vee lately and yeah. his perspective is so like they was asking, uh, a parent was asking, like, do you think I should keep my kids off of social media? You think it's smart? He's like, No. I think that's like a really dumb idea. And he was like, he said, Look, I got a thirteen year old daughter and we want to find ways to make our kids feel cool or fit in. But just to know social media is the new world we're living in. And mm -hmm. you got to learn how to exist on it. Like, that's their future. So if they're 10, 12, 13, 14, and you're keeping them away from it, like, I respect it because I can't tell you how to parent your child. But it's also, this is their life. So at some point, they're either going to sneak on it or they're going to want to be on it. So you just got to find your leverage and then, he was telling another young lady, he's like, so what? Just post, post. What are you afraid of? Being a judge? Right. You know, what are you, and he's like, what, what, I, I'm, he's like, I'm 23. He's like, you got time. What are you in a rush for? And he's like, we got, if we, if we learn to have a better relationship with time, we have a better relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's how I take that approach. Like, cause sometimes to be honest, like it's hard, bro. It's hard, at least from my view to put something out and not try to look at what it did, right? Yeah. Especially when you intentional about like, oh, this is one of my favorite videos. Boom, let me see. And then sometimes it don't be what you think. I put a video like last week, it didn't get that many views, but one person dropped a comment. I'm like, it, it touched someone. And so I'm learning how to get in the space of not being attached to that, right? And just like, like just putting it out, like just put it out. Cause then I get caught up in, What's the best time to post, right? Like you hear right. that, hashtags. You become so practical and so literal. And now I'm just like, you know what? Do your thing, push it out and just let the universe work. That's it. And like, we have to, we have to learn to own social media for us yeah. or we will be owned by it. And yeah. right? all of the things that come with that, the comparison, the recognition, the validation for what we're trying to do. And I also think we have to pull ourselves out of that and just say from like a larger life perspective, like, what am I trying to create right now? Like, what is the point of having this platform in the first place? Okay, then that allows me to go more narrow and actually look at the format and the content and say like, what's the best way for me to communicate, you know, what it is that I, that I want to share? Like, is it reels? Is it posts? Is it going live? Like those, to me, those things are the little things and you don't ever want to become attached 
to the days you want to start to look at your life from a month and from a year's and a decade's perspective, right? Yeah. That was a guy said on the podcast. He's like, yeah, just think, give yourself a five-year, 10-year goal instead of being so day-to-day -day because if you live from, if, if, if I'm 34 and I'm looking at it from when I'm going to be at 35 and say, like, oh, what do I look like at 44, right? How do I get there? How does, you know, how do I scale that? Right. Um, it's not only give you more ground room to kind of work, but it allow you to take that energy that you're using on the time and to put it into the work. And like you said, man, I think it's so valuable to understand what am I doing? Why am I doing it? I tell people every day, I say, you know what's funny about social media? That, you know, quotes, positivity, motivation is all taking precedent, right? I've been doing it since before anything I've done publicly. And I've always been doing content. So when I was in the gym probably three months ago, I sat myself down and I was thinking, like, if money didn't matter, if nothing around me mattered, what would I do every day? I would work out. I would try to eat the best. Um, I would do recovery things. I would research information. I would read books. And I said, man, one thing I've learned is motivation and fitness has never failed me. In my, mm -hmm. It's always been my wife, right? TV <laughs> has come into my life as a, 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 a mistress, right? But I'm like, motivation and fitness has been my life. I'm going to do that until I can't. Right. So why would I detour from something that I would naturally do without any money or any exchange? And then it's like, I was, I was telling my boy the other day, I was like, get on the phone and talking about motivation. I love that. Right? That's my passion. So to go back to what you said, people could just find out what they really enjoy and what they really love and build that relationship and just put that out. Yes. You'll feel more good about even when it don't do good because it was something that was connected to your soul and not your mind, right? So it's just it's just it's just a privilege that we have. Um that's another thing I wanted to share was that, you know, we're all a privilege, man. We have privilege. And I think it's everybody's duty to share whatever your privilege is. You know? Your my privilege doesn't have to look like your privilege, but we can still share it. <laughs> right? 100%. And I think if people just focus on what they have that's already good, that's natural, and give that, the world will change. Because it's something you're gifted at that you don't have to think about. So, uh, yeah, man, this, this has been fun. Um, I appreciate your time, your authenticity. Um, before we leave, is there anything else anybody want to ask, anything else you want to add or share? I'm all for it. Um, this was a great discussion on a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. I love what, what Eric was just alluding to, really, which for me is, is just gratitude, like daily gratitude. Um, you have so much to be thankful for. Literally every single thing around me, you know, deserves yeah. thankfulness um, because it's, it's here and it's contributing to your, to your own awareness and to your ability to be alive in whatever yeah. capacity that is for you. Like, mm -hmm. There's just so much to be grateful for. And it's important that we share that and then that we create from that place. Just yeah. And I want, I want to ask a question on that. And it might sound odd. It might be a rhetorical question. But I know one of my struggles in life has been asking for help, right? And so I remember one year, my boy was like, E, why don't you just ask for help? And I told him, I said, to be honest, I don't know how to ask for help, right? Mm. And he's like, what you mean? I was like, it sounds common, right? You just asked for help. I was like, I don't know how to because... I'm not conditioned to ask for help, right? And so 
I, I say that to say, how does a person have gratitude? How does one have gratitude? What does that look like? How can you have, of course you be thankful, but how do you be thankful? Because I think a lot of times when we're giving, even for me, when I'm giving people things, it's like, well, how, how do I do that? You know, right. you say, wake up at 5 a.m. and uh, take a cold shower. How do I do that? Give me the process. So from your world, how does one become grateful and have gratitude? What do you think the first start is? I think, that, I think there's like three, so there's three emotions that I'm always aiming to hit and anything that allows me to tap into those, I believe is worth being grateful and thankful for. And so those things are fulfillment, um, purposefulness and self-actualization. So if I, if I can feel like any of those emotions or any mixture of those are happening for me, then whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm looking at, whatever I'm consuming, um, that is able to contribute to that, I think deserves gratefulness. And it's just, it becomes natural. I think it becomes inherent when you, again, are working in your passion. Like when you're focused for you, Eric, when you're fo focused on fitness um, and on motivating people, like that is inherently what you're here to do, right? And so it's easy to feel thankful and grateful for those things. And then all of the, you know, all the spokes around that hub. That yeah, that, that, you know, it's so funny you said that because I just lit up because I had a flashback earlier today. I was in a park, I was grounding, I was walking, and I was putting out a post on one of my pages. And I literally was, I was laying in the grass, like barefooted, but I was in the grass and I was looking at my body and looking at my leg. I'm like, damn, I'm so thankful to be in a body where I'm healthy and I can work out. Right. You know, and so I tell people gratitude for me is like thanking my body, like thank you body, thank you legs, thank you arms, like during recovery, like I did cryo yesterday and I did the beamer and all these things that increase and enhance the recovery in me, right? And yeah. so that's a part of showing gratitude is giving back to what gives to you. And I put a, a video out today talking about our body is going to endure whatever we give it. Mm -hmm. So we got to treat it like a parent with your child. How do you groom it? How do you grow it? So how do you treat your body? Do you give it the right supplements, the right energy, the right attention? Some of us don't because we never knew how to. But if we change mm -hmm. our perspective and give gratitude to the body, right? Gratitude. Yeah. Start treating the body different. I think it goes, you just answered my question. When we have that fulfillment, that purposefulness, uh, what was the last word? And uh, you had, you said. Actualization. Actualization. Yeah. Um, then we, then you know you hit the point and you just activated that gratitude. So maybe for some of you on here listening, maybe there's three things you can find. Like for me, it's like nature, right? Water and my energy. Like none that I have energy in my body, in my senses. Like I can see, I can smell, I can hear, I can talk. Yeah. It's like I should be grateful. Right. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful message because Gratitude is free. Yeah. And we don't spend enough time with it. <laughs> exactly. But it gives us opportunity to, to, to give it, to, to spend time with it every day. We just, we just, it's kind of like the, the guy you overlook and you don't put him on your team because you don't really know him that well. And then you get to sit him down and you talk to him. You're like, this guy's actually good. It's like, yeah, gratitude is good, people. So give it some attention. It'll help uh, your life. Gratitude is a free uh, renewable resource that will continue to to give right and you can tap into it every single day the gift of giving uh but yeah man uh this was great like i said once again thank you for 
for your time. Um, I think somebody had a question and we can answer this. Yes. I know you mentioned our outer self, but do you have a book or podcast recommendation for nurturing our inner child? I can send some, but I think she asked another question. I wanted to know your uh, point of view. Yeah, yeah. How would you guys navigate giving or receiving advice without taking it personal? What would you say to that? So, Brina, that is such a great question. You have to take the focus off of yourself, um, your feelings, and step out of ego entirely. This is why coaching work is so powerful, because when, it's, when it can be done devoid of ego, it becomes about improvement. It becomes about recognition of opportunity. And then it becomes about creating a plan for results. And that's all that matters. And if you can come out of your ego and detach from how it makes you feel or um, you know, pulling out your weaknesses and shining a spotlight on them, like that might hurt. It might hurt, it might not feel fun, but knowing, you have to know the, 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 uh, the shifts that you're gonna be able to create and how that's gonna catalyze you before you go into that space. You have to accept that and then say, all right, it's worth doing that for the overall benefit that's gonna come out of it. Amen, take that ego out, out of it. Yes. Because feedback is motivation, good or bad. Because you always allow yourself to learn. Because if you take it personal, then you just, you're taking yourself out of what you're trying to get to, you know? And sometimes we're lacking information or we have blind spots that we can't see. And um, yeah. It's like, I'm not better than anyone. No one's better than me. Right. It's like, what do you, what, what, what type of a activity or engagement do you want to enter into to activate yourself, right? Yeah, right. Well said. Yeah, so Mike, this would be up. Uh, I'll share this on my page, and then once I put it up on a podcast, I'll share it with you. But thank you for your energy, your information, your vibration, uh, your perspective. It's much needed. Keep winning, keep learning, keep giving, keep living. And uh, let's continue to connect, brother, and let's continue to build rapport. I appreciate you reaching out. And um, just thank you for being a light in this universe, man. We need more light workers. We work in that light, you know? Much respect for you, Eric. Thank you so much, bro. Amen. Have a phenomenal day. Talk soon. Peace and love. Right. Bye. There it is, people. That was a good interview. Uh, follow him. Uh, he's on, uh, I believe it's new underscore earth underscore knowledge. He also has a page called abundance.coach. His name is Michael. Powerful guy. Uh, very genuine and authentic. Um, thank you guys for being here. It's miracle season. Don't forget to get the app, download it down, and uh, get some more miracles in your life. Mind, body, spirit, peace, love, and gratitude. I'm out.